0: Hello and welcome to Spotlight. I'm Christy De Haven.
1: Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council.
0: On the programme this evening, we'll be reflecting back on 21 and what was an extremely productive year for art here on the Isle of Man and also looking forward to what we can expect in 22. And how would you like to have your art immortalised in a floating gallery? The Isle of Man steam packet needs you. Don't forget, if you have any art-related stories you think we should cover here on Spotlight, please do get in touch. You can email spotlight at manxradio.com. Emma Callan and Jane Corkill are two women very much at the fore of the island's art scene. As Head of Culture and Arts and Arts Development Manager, respectively, they have a unique, overarching perspective on all things Isle of Man art. I caught up with them last week for a New Year chat. Lovely to have you both with us. Uh, is it still OK to say Blen Vienaar? Definitely. Definitely. I think so. I think we've got another couple of weeks left of that Absolutely. yet. Haven't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I just thought we could ch- catch up with you both about um, you're both sort of at the head, really, of the art scene here on the Isle of Man in your different roles. So to start with, because we're only just in January now, as we were just saying, I thought it'd be nice to have a little sort of think back about 21 um in a positive way so I want to know what some maybe what some of your highlights might have been in the past year in your different roles and in the different scene itself so what sort of sticks out in your mind Emma from last year um
2: when we got to august september and the world um changed ever so slightly back to normal and we could bring acts over to villa gaiety so um that sort of year up to then from march 2020 when we'd had to reschedule everything and keep closing the doors and this time last year we were in that circuit breaker and um january for us traditionally is maintenance essential maintenance for the buildings and that all got delayed and and then finally at the end of august everything started to pick up and we We still were not as busy as usual um, but it felt busy again up to Christmas and it just um, really felt like we were back in some sort of normality with um, shows coming over. It's still it's still different. We're still, you know, we're checking that everyone's been jabbed. We can't just let Alan Carr come to the Isle of Man without him telling us about his booster, for example <laughs> and things like that. Um, so it's still different but that, that was a real sea change moment. I guess, you know, the end of the summer and people... To go back to school, and everyone's had their holiday, and we were really taking off with events. So
0: that was a really big moment for us. And I think, as you're saying, sort of that moment when we could bring these acts over. Oh, it was crucial, wasn't it, at that time, because we were just at a point of needing that entertainment, needing that art, whether it was the comedians, whether it was the musicians, Mm. whether it was the drama. It sort of came at almost like boiling point, wasn't it, And thinking, oh, we really need this right now.
2: Yeah. And I remember I went to see Sarah Millican and um, she was she our first comedian. I think Jimmy Carr followed Hot on Her Heels. Um, but it felt a bit like after the first lockdown, and I remember going to see Calendar Girls at the Gaiety Theatre, and the audience had a different feel. Everyone knew how lucky we were to be sat there, and everyone was there for a good time. Sarah Milliken got... A- uproarious applause just for walking on to introduce her warm-up act everyone was really as you say they (laughs) needed it they were there for a good time and she gave us a good time um but yeah twice i've had that opportunity to sit in an audience where you can tell everyone is so glad to be there and feeling fortunate that we can do this and
0: other places still can't. Exactly, I know. Mm. And I know that you're still rescheduling things now. And so we'll come to that. Uh, We'll look ahead to 2022 in a moment. But let's come to you then, Jane, because that's sort of covering the likes of Acts coming over maybe the sort of famous celebrity types. But I've got to say, it seemed like 2021, lockdown did not deter our artists here on the Isle of Man. I mean, my word, there was an awful lot of art going on, wasn't there?
3: It's been so busy. All year, um, I think what happened during the lockdowns is our local creatives suddenly—I'm not going to say found their feet—but there seemed to be an explosion of it. And certainly, from an arts council perspective, you know, funding applications were, you know, were great. We had a lot; we're still getting a lot of them. And and it also gave us—I think the lockdown gave us an opportunity to to just reflect a little bit about what goes on on the Isle of Man. Um, and and I, from the arts team sort of perspective we had our big exhibition ellen at the end of, of well i'm saying at the end of last year it was actually september time so similar time as, as things started to open up for, for villa gaiety but also special things happened last year that the arts council were involved in for example um you know pride uh really unique and special things that are important to the manx community so it was a brilliant year creatively it was it was brilliant like every year is but you know I think some of the things that happened were just extra special because of what we've all been through and I, I guess that's the thing isn't it it also sort of inspires
0: work mm. doesn't it and it gives artists something to sort of latch on to when there's extraordinary
3: circumstances like this absolutely um we we well just at the end of the year we, we launched our book uh, literary lockdown which was um, the publication of poems and creative writing that was that was written during the lockdown and we asked the public to submit that to us um, in, in the lockdown this time last year. And we were overwhelmed with what came in. Um, and even just yesterday, I had an email from one of the authors saying, I wrote that poem in lockdown. It's inspired me so much. And I've had such great reaction from people around me that I now want to do more of that. I, I'm thinking maybe I might write a book. And so I think people have picked up pens and paintbrushes um, And started doing things that maybe they did years ago. We saw a lot of that in the lockdown that people would say, "I haven't painted for 25 years, but now I'm at home all day. I've tried it again. And you know what? I really missed it. I really love it. And I'm going to do more of it. So actually, creatively, I think in some bizarre kind of way, the lockdowns have been massively um, positive.
0: And it's a, it's a source of expression, isn't it, as well? And I think maybe not just the fact that people had time to maybe explore these skills that they've previously used, but not for many, many years. But in doing that, they were maybe also realising this is giving me an outlet, which is actually very healthy. Very much so. Yeah, so it, which is wonderful to hear. And so some positives anyway. And of course, I suppose now as well, artists have to an extent got to think about maybe adapting a little bit. And when it comes to, for instance, live scene, Emma, uh, we are already adapting, aren't we? I know from the very, very start of lockdown, there was those online gigs, which sort of were prolific all over the place. So people doing online gigs, weren't they? Mm, yeah. from, like, from their living rooms yeah. or even from theatres, but just without audiences. Yeah. And Villa Gaiety has really sort of mm. embraced this, haven't? You. it's something we're going to have to look at in
2: the future i think um for for all the creative industries um typically you it's a it's a bit like um the second world war brought on technology didn't it when you're put into a crisis situation uh, we've seen an explosion of digital media um and all in all its artistic forms and so we'll be, we'll be dealing with that in, an, in a different way as well because, of course, we include the cinema in Villa Gaiety um, and obviously the global film industry took a massive downturn. And because of that, we were lucky, lucky because we are all sat at home, that things were going straight on to download, weren't they? Well, that's not lucky now. when <laughs> We've got a cinema open for any cinema. Uh, so we're all going to have to adapt to those sorts of things. And I'm sure that there's artists and musicians who have found huge new audiences because they can go direct to people's phones, living rooms, wherever they want to listen. And so they might be not so inclined to come to a live performance anymore. I'm always going to advocate that you can't beat live performance mm-hmm. and that's, that's the pinnacle and that's what you should come and experience in all its forms. But for some people, especially while we're in this sort of middle ground of trying to live with COVID, they might not, feel like sitting in a big audience and they've got these other options that are open to them so that's great for all the creatives, not so great for the venues who are trying to get back on their feet and we're very lucky that we're publicly funded and we have that support. Obviously there's private and commercial venues across the world who are really struggling Um, and we're we're fortunate that we're not quite in the same position but we're going to have to adapt and we're looking at what that means. Uh, We're talking about how we'll diversify our audiences at Villa Gaiety and that will mean a bit of a a shift of our programming do are we bringing something for everyone at the moment i don't think we are i think we've found what we're good at and we when we can get them through the borders we're good at getting them here and people know the isle of man now and want to come and perform in the villa marina but there's lots of things that we don't see in our venues
0: and we want to try and change that in the next year or so so, would you say? I mean, you mentioned that people like the idea of coming to the Isle of Man. Have we built up a really good reputation on that front, then? Definitely. In fact, it's almost—I don't want to jinx anything—but it's 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 um, it's really.
2: Easy with comedians because they like the venues. Quite often, we'll bill it as a warm-up. Um, they like to come and test their material. They know that it's safe ground. That um, it's in, th- if in their world. They- those are intimate venues, um, and they like coming. And some some comedians really have a great rapport with Manx audiences. I think Jason Manford is one of them. Yeah, and um, and so so that's good. You know, we're we're on the comedy circuit, fair and square. We are firmly on the comedy circuit, and then there are other names. No, we are still benefiting from the Gary Barlow effect. Um <laughs> since since Gary graced our shores and um, and the Villa Marina stage, I think for, for the tour for the agents and the tour managers who are the ones we need to impress, that has made a big difference. And we've been able to talk to them about other acts, um, like McFly, who were still one of the bands that were still waiting to come, and I know they sold out really quickly and,
0: and I got tickets, I can't
2: oh. wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, and all the other ticket holders. For bearing with us and hanging on, um, hopefully this year we'll see um, some of the acts that we've had to reschedule. The first one being Texas, which I've got tickets Me for. Um, that they, they'll finally get here. But yeah, I think we we've um, we've got a name for ourselves now. Um, we're not a big venue, so we will we will never until until Ed Sheeran's on the wane we won't get Ed Sheeran at the Film Arena yeah. you know there are some artists that are just out of our reach because they're only playing huge arenas and
0: festivals I mean you never know someone managed to get Elton John over here a yes. few years ago so yeah, you, that's never right. know. you never know,
2: that's right. you know never know. say never no we
0: exactly. never say never <laughs> so just on that front then for those who have tickets for things that are still waiting to be rescheduled uh, what sort of advice would you give to people who are sort of thinking oh what's going on with this well we are trying to keep in touch with everyone as much
2: as possible 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 Um, and we try to give out as much information as soon as we can but sometimes it's not always possible if we're waiting for information and and without without boring everyone, that sometimes relies on a whole tour schedule. So we are just one date of a national tour, and quite often the agent will come to us and they'll have had everything suddenly fall into place, and they want to say to us, "Oh, right now we need the Isle of Man to be this date," and our tickets go on sale next Monday, and then we have to work really quickly and get all the information out. And it's not as quick, it's not as long a notice period as we were like would like for customers, but we are doing our best. So we are trying to keep in touch with ticket hold us as much as we can but if anyone feels like they need more information just go online and have a look and see if there's any updates or get in touch you can subscribe to our newsletter so if you haven't already subscribed that will give you weekly information um there are now periods where, um, like grace periods, where if you think you can't or don't want to go to a rescheduled date, you can ask for a refund. Um, but that's not a, a continuous open offer. The, there is a, a finite time limit on those offers. Um, so, yeah, if if um if anyone's not sure, then please get in touch. And I've got um experience as well. When I had tickets for the Bootleg Beatles, who finally happened in October last year, and I bought the tickets a long long time ago and when the email came through to say to me here's here's the Here's the the new information. Don't forget you can't park on the promenade, which you couldn't at the time and all of that. There was a little bit at the bottom that said, if you can't find your tickets, click on this link and it'll tell you whether you printed them off or whether you're going to collect them. And I was so thankful. (laughs) I had no idea where I'd put my tickets. (laughs) So that's not a problem either. If you know you've put your tickets somewhere safe and the safe place has um, completely slipped your
0: mind, then that's okay. Um, We'll be able to help you out with that. And it's not just about the the acts that are coming over, is it? Because the Villa Gaiety, one of the brilliant things about it is it gives a space and an opportunity for local performers as well. That's right. And um,
2: we must say thanks because while the borders were closed the only programme we had in Villa Gaiety was local performers um, and we filled our programme so that just goes to show you um, how prolific our performers and our our theatre companies are on the Isle of Man but um, in their usual slots this year we've got the Choral Union in February with the Hunchback of Notre Dame and straight afterwards we've got the Manx Operatic Society with Sweeney Todd so as soon as we open our doors in February we've got Texas which is sold out in the Villa Marina Um, we've got Viva Manx Vegas which is full of local performers in the Villa Marina in February as well and um, proceeds from that show go to different charities, Manx charities. Um, Then we've got the two big musicals. Then we run into Young Farmers, which is always a staple, (laughs) a staple of um, gaiety programming. Um, We've got some family shows coming up A bit later towards Easter, we've got Zog and the Flying Doctors and we've got Milkshake coming back to our shores. I know that children love Milkshake. Um, So, yeah, we've got loads. We've got loads coming up. Lots of things that have been rescheduled, which hopefully we'll see finally come back to us, like Ramesh Ranganathan and um, Rod Gilbert and Rob Beckett. All of those people should be with us even, as long as they're jabs, then
0: that's fine. <laughs> jabs they will be here. Get your jabs. <laughs> yeah. um, I should ask, is the Maiden Man series continuing as well? Because that was an excellent oh, thing oh, for wow. local musicians. Yes. It was.
3: It was um, so the last um, Made Man gig was in November, which was the Manx Punks gig. Um, and quite honestly, I'm, I'm about to, sit down with Sean, uh, the events manager over at the Villa and we'll probably start having a chat about um, what uh, will happen with Maiden Man for 2022 and what shape it'll take. Obviously, it's Arts Council funded but we work with um, our colleagues at Villa Gaiety to make it happen in, in that venue. So, not sure yet, but hopefully, yes, because it has been crossed. well received. Yes.
0: Great yeah. opportunity for local artists to yeah. play a really
3: good yeah. space. So, mm. yeah. And it's really
2: important for us to build those relationships with our local bands um, and use the Promenade Suite. We feel it's underused and it's a great little venue. You can come in straight off the Promenade. And um, so we really wanted to build those new audiences using Made in
0: Man as well. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one. Coming back to you then, Jane. OK, so let's have a look at 2022 for the local art scene, because we've just talked about the fact 21 was just, I mean, it was vibrant, wasn't it, when it came, comes to the art scene here on the island? What can we, what can we look forward to in 2022?
3: Well, um, for, for us, from the Arts Council perspective, this is, this is the very beginning, obviously, of the year. And we have our first funding round coming up um, on the 4th, of March Um, and that's where it all kind of starts for the year really Um, so the opportunity is is open now for everybody locally all our creatives if they have a little seed of an idea or a project or or an event um, just sort of bubbling along then now is the time to get in touch with us Um, we're always delighted to meet everybody and have a chat and see what's going on and to to just find out what the Arts Council can do for for all our creatives um, for 2022 so very happy to chat to everybody and and from that we when we get to the march funding round that's where we start to see what's probably going to evolve over Mm. the next 12 months um that's the first opportunity that people have to 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 achieve funding um, for 2022. So if anyone hasn't done this before then, let's just mm. sort of
0: talk them through the process. So first of all, who can apply and what sort of projects do you, do you sort of look at?
3: So basically um, anybody who has got a creative project or event going on on the Isle of Man can apply for Arts Council funding. And what would you sort of uh, class as creative? I know it's kind of quite a well, broad um, spectrum, isn't it? We have such a wide variety of people that have had Arts Council funding and that goes from the... the big venues on the island through to uh, people writing a book with flower festivals flower range it goes anything really that's creative anything anything goes um, and and if people aren't Certain, then the best thing to do is to just ring us up, get in touch, drop us an email and come in for a chat and we can find our way around it all, really. Um, So obviously there's the obvious things, concerts, an exhibition, all those kind of obvious things. But there's also a lot of things that I think people, you know... Pops think oh i don't think i'd get funding for that so and and often people are surprised the funding is there the arts council are tremendously supportive and keen to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to to to, to let things happen because it benefits us all doesn't it it benefits the whole community um the more that's going on so um yeah anybody really anybody with an idea and that's the thing because it can be a small amount it could be a large amount uh, it could be yeah Absolutely. Um, And that's another thing to say is that, you know, that some of the funding streams, um, there are sort of slightly capped amounts of of money available. If you don't ask, you don't get. So even if you come to us and say, I think I need, you know, X amount of money, the council might say, well, we can't give you X, but we can give you a a smaller amount Mm -hmm. to help. It's worth having a go, basically, isn't it? It's worth applying, talking
0: to you guys, finding
3: out what's possible. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and we're always happy to go and chat and... And interestingly enough, what tends to happen is we'll start off having a meeting and somebody will say, I've got this idea, which then expands into a conversation. And often we say, have you spoken to this person or have you spoken to that person? Or we think this may be helpful for mm-hmm. you. Or, And often what starts as one idea expands and expands and expands as it's going along. So it's always it a really exciting beautiful creative
0: beast. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, it's
3: honestly, it's so exciting this time of the year when people start to get in touch with us and we go, oh, look at that. And this may happen and that could happen so it's great and and
0: obviously there's lots of things happening already i noticed the art tank
3: has started up again hasn't it tell us about that up at um the youth arts center on kensington road um we we're working really hard with the venue there it's um having a bit of a i'm going to say facelift Mm -hmm. really we've got a new creative development coordinator there in the shape of peter shimon who's hit the ground running um, and we we are going to be working towards a, a wider offering of a programme there and more events but Art Tank has started there so that's run by the fabulous Anna Clucas. Um, it's on a Tuesday and a Thursday 4pm till 6pm um, and that's for young people over the age of Eight, a soundcheck that's back uh, up and running. That's yep. back up and running with, with Jenny Smith, um, Peter, and David Dawson are busy working at the minute with National Theatre Connections. Um, so they'll that group will hopefully be off to York Theatre Royal in the beginning of April, and hopefully we will be developing that you know as 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 the year rolls round with a, a rebrand and a refresh and so all exciting stuff
0: fantastic there is already so much to look forward to and plenty more to come as you just said so uh, jane just let us know where people can find out more about the arts council and how they can maybe apply for funding
3: yeah so the first stop is is the website uh, www.iomarts.com and from there you can send us an email get in touch or you can subscribe to our newsletter we have a weekly newsletter which tells everybody what's going on. Always worth a read. And if, if you don't want to, to go on the website, you can ring us up. 694598 um, is the number. Well so. done, well, well remembered. Uh, <laughs> I'm impressed.
0: It's imprinted. It is, <laughs> yeah. And Emma, I mean, most people probably know how to get in touch with Villa Gaiety, but just in case they don't, give us those details. So online is
2: VillaGaiety.com. In person, you can either go to the Welcome Centre or you can go to Villa Marina Reception. And for those that don't want to go online? You can telephone
0: five. Many thanks to both of you and all the best for 2022. Thank, Thank you. you. Too. Head of Culture and Arts Emma Cullen and Arts Development Manager Jane Corkill.
1: Spotlight brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council.
0: Now the Steam Packet Company might feel like an odd fit for Spotlight, but there is a fabulous opportunity for the local arts community that will be quite literally sailing in on the Manxman. But if you want in, you've got to be quick to catch this ferry.
1: Steam Packet Business Development Manager Richard Hurd tells me why. Uh, manxman will be coming into service in spring next year it's a project that we're quite excited about um, because we want to having we want to have community engagement we've from the start been really interested in in uh, community feedback from the Isle of Man and, and and all of our customers from putting out a survey to find out what people wanted expected from the new vessel um to the the naming of the vessel um and now we've got this really exciting project where we're commissioning our from local Manx artists to have it featured on board our, our new vessel.
0: In front of all of those passengers, that's so exciting. How did this come about?
1: So we're working with SMC Design, who are expert outfitters in the ferry and cruise industry. And they're doing all of the outfitting on board Manxman. Um, and they recently visited the Ellen Art Exhibition Project, which obviously took place at the, the villa not so long ago. And that showcased a, a breadth of Manx talent. Uh, they were really impressed with the quality of work that was on show there, so they actually approached a number of artists directly and said we 'd like we 'd like to work with you um can you do some pieces for us for very particular areas on board um i 'm glad to hear that a lot of those projects are going ahead, which is fantastic um but then they they thought well hang on let 's let 's talk to the to the wider artistic community on the island um so this this has come about we we 've got a number of areas on board which artwork will be placed so let's get some Manx artists to to fill those areas and we'll be commissioning them to do so.
0: So you're basically asking for the art community on the Isle of Man to get in touch and say what their art is what they do and what they think they could bring to the Manx as such in these different areas so what are the different areas of the boat that we're talking about?
1: So yeah we have some we have some quite strict briefs that we're we're looking for because they are themed Um, and there are three areas that we're looking at so we've got the pet lounges. So there are two pet lounges on board, Manxman, as well as some pet cabins as well, because I know there's a lot of interest in the Manx public about the number of pet areas that we'll have on board. So I'm pleased to say there will be two pet lounges on board. Um, and so we'd like some artwork for, for there. Um, and then we also have the first class lounge. Um, and on top of that, we then have a cafe bar area as well.
0: But presumably it could be any sort of genre, any kind of style. And, and what, what do you mean when you talk about these
1: themes? yeah so the so the the actual uh, execution of the artwork can can change it can be different you know you can be doing oils or cubism or whatever whatever inspires you or is your particular type of uh artistic field but um the the actual themes there are there are a few areas that we really want to um push and that would be um community and scenery and nature and what the isle of man really has to celebrate um so we, we you know they're they're the main areas that we want to talk about in the art um, but each of those areas that I've spoken about will have a specific theme so the first class lounge we're looking for the artists who are interested to use Archibald Knox as their inspiration um, and then for the, um, the bar area then the landscapes that the Isle of Man is you know, so famous for and then the pet lounge, animals and wildlife and maybe some, some pets as well
0: we're talking about I'm presuming artwork that can go on walls not necessarily sculptures and things is there a way you could do that because I presume with the boat sort of moving around you have to be a bit careful
1: yeah so we have to be mindful of the, the conditions of sea sometimes during the winter months shall we say um, those pieces need to be um, fixed securely with, with no risk of falling so that's something to be mindful of as an artist and that's fully explained in the briefs that we've provided um, and the artists will need to, with their proposals, not only outline what they're looking to achieve with the, you know, the artistic direction, but how they will achieve it.
0: So basically you want people to go onto the website, and we'll give the URL in a moment, and then they'll have to submit a proposal. Is it quite a, a, a sort of complicated thing? Is it, is it easy to apply? What will, what will they expect?
1: It's quite prescriptive, this, this um, brief, so as so long as they follow the instructions that we've got there and provide us with um, an outline of, of their you know, proposal and um, some examples of the work that they've created previously, then it's quite straightforward for them. Uh, the, the closing date for this is coming up. Um, it's in a few weeks. It's the 26th of January that the proposals will need to be submitted by. So, um, yeah, don't rest on your laurels if you want to get involved.
0: And there might also be an opportunity then, I presume, if all of these passengers that are going to be on this boat that are going to see this art, they could then contact the artists and perhaps have prints or whatever as well. So it could be an ongoing thing.
1: Yeah, so it's as far as we're concerned, it's going to be like a floating art gallery and it's going to showcase the, the breadth of talent that we have. So uh, the idea, as far as we're concerned, is that those, ta- those artists who are um, showcasing their work on board will have the opportunity to... And potentially sell prints, and we'll we'll provide um, details of the artists on board, so that they can they can uh, get their art sold.
0: So, deadline is fast approaching, and then when do you think people are likely to hear if they're successful or not?
1: Well, I think we're we're expecting a lot of proposals in. As I've said, there's a lot of artists on the island who are talented. I know there's a lot of interest, so it'll probably take us a little while to, to go through those um, proposals. Um, but then as soon as as soon as we, we're happy with what we have, then we'll, we'll get in touch straight away and let them know.
0: It's got to be ready for the boat, hasn't it?
1: It has, and I don't know if you've seen, but the, the production of the vessel right now is, is going full steam ahead, if you pardon the pun. It'll only be a matter of months before she's finished. You know, she should be finished towards the tail end of this year and then in service by spring. So, yeah, it's exciting times.
0: Many thanks to Richard Heard from the Steam Packet Company. And if you think you'd be the perfect fit for the Manxman Gallery, visit steam-packet.com forward slash That's it for this week. Howard is looking after the show next week when we'll be hearing all about the biosphere artist in residence and speaking to Jackie Morrie-Grace about her brand new book. If you want to get in touch with any art-related stories, do drop us a note, spotlight at manxradio.com. I'm Christy DeHaven. Thanks for listening. Have a great creative week.